0: God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design from American Family Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to By Design, our podcast here, Uh, One Man, One Woman for Life where we discuss all things related to God's design for marriage. You can visit afa.net slash by design to find articles, podcasts, and videos to educate and encourage you on building up your marriage and family the way God designed it. Hey, Will. Hi, Nikki.
1: <laughs> That's right. By Design's mission is to educate and encourage people to embrace God's design for marriage and family as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human life. Flourishing. Yes. We invite you to sit back and uh, listen in on our conversation as we today discuss the value of marriage as it pertains to children, how God yes. in his infinite wisdom has set up the victory and the winning mm. that is growing up in an intact family. I don't yes. think that we can stress that enough.
0: No, we can't, especially when you look out on society and what's going on in our culture. I think you have to point back to the family and say, man, we're missing it right yeah. there, you know, um because if our, if our children are growing up in what would be called a dysfunctional home, yeah. you know, it plays out into the larger community. And we're seeing a lot of that. And a lot of times we want to blame other things for the problems that we may have. But we have to look squarely back at our marriages and our, our families, uh, because God has set up that institution there for a purpose. And so when we're having uh, our children outside of the uh, the context of marriage and when there's homes that are just breaking up because yeah. of, you know, whatever the case may be with divorce and things like that, man, it has an effect upon the larger community as well.
1: That's exactly right. Those things don't just stay within the four walls of our home because we have to see ourselves as for better or for worse, dispatching Mm -hmm. what happens in our homes. So these kids are going to go out into the larger culture. They are going to be making decisions. They are going to be employed um, in various industries and the effects of their family will go with them. Yes. Um, And I think one of the worst things that we can do is normalize um, dysfunction Mm. and normalize brokenness. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of, um, I don't know. I I would say we do this a little bit uh, in the church context that mm-hmm. we try to give new terms that sound less abrasive mm-hmm. because we want to spare people the pain of really grappling with what God says in yeah. his word. Yeah. So for example, we talk about single parent um, or single family or single parent families, mm-hmm. single adult parenting, however you say it, right? <laughs> but my point is, That what we do is we normalize that. And so then the sting of it is no longer felt. Mm. So there was a time where a person would say, man, you know, this is a tragedy that a marriage has failed. This is a tragedy that a family is broken up. Yeah. And we would feel that we we um, talk in terms of broken homes, and mm. we talk about the decline of the family. And no yeah. longer are we doing that so much. Now we've kind of given it this cool poppy feel that you know I'm a single mom, mm. or I'm a single dad, mm. and we've attached some valor to that. Um, and I think we do that to our children's um, disadvantage. Like yeah. we are not giving them the best possible outcomes. I know as we go on in our in our talk today. Um, or in our conversation, we're going to look at some of the effects Mm -hmm. that are documented um, when we talk about kids who grow up in a broken family. But I think from the very beginning of Mm -hmm. this, Mm -hmm. one of the things we have to do is say what God says about marriage, that he had an intent and a design in mind. Mm. And if the intent and the design um, comes from God, Mm-hmm. then he oversees the outcome yeah. of his intent and yeah. his design. Yeah. So when we start to depart from that, accepting and normalizing everything else, mm. um, then we get our result. Yeah. And the fact is, it has been, um, man, a disaster.
0: Yeah, it, it has been. And we always have to consider what marriage is. You know, it's a picture of Christ and the church. Amen. And there's a huge reason why the enemy always want, want to fight against marriages you know um because he understands that picture as well Mm -hmm. so so to mar it uh, to make it uh something that is not you know to him you know that's that's the avenue that he want to travel on yeah you know but we as the body of christ we have to celebrate marriage we have to uphold marriage uh we have to uh put it in its its place where god has set it you Mm -hmm. know and not Call even other things that uh, define themselves as marriage, not even call that marriage because it's not. And so uh, and from of marriage, you know, their offspring and God has set it up. It's so important that God has set it up that children learn authority within the marital yeah. context. That's good. You know, uh, the Bible talks about you know, children honoring their father and their mother, that their days may be long in the land that God has given. Commandment number five. Yes. And so the thing is, you, you can say that not honoring and, your father and, and, and mother would mm-hmm. have different consequences. Yeah. And I think we, we're we seeing that play out more and more uh, in, in our culture where young kids are being killed by other young kids or even the instances where we see, you know, different uh, law enforcement officers having to use force mm, because there yes. are kids, not just kids, but a lot of times they are children who are not listening. and and complying yeah so where did they learn uh not to you know uh um what did they learn not to obey authority
1: yeah in the home
0: in the home because that that is a built-in uh place where authority should be learned look i grew up uh and i had both parents Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom and my dad were were very present in my life i had friends who didn't have both parents yeah and in some cases our outcomes were very different. And I'm not solely saying it's because of that, but I believe that that had a part to play in it Mm -hmm. because my dad was was very present as an authority figure in my life and taught me how to relate to authority. And I think that's so important when we talk about children, you know, being uh, raised uh, in uh, intact marital, you know, situations.
1: Now think about that, excuse me, think about that in the context of a husband and wife Uh, living together. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about kids learning um, authority by being given a command Mm -hmm. or told what to do. Yeah. And then they submit to that. Yes. I think in addition to that, they see something kids who come from an intact family, a family that is submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, they have an opportunity to see also submission. Mm. Like you think about what the Bible says, when you look at Paul's letter to the Ephesians and he's talking about husbands and wives, mm-hmm. right? And he's saying that wives should submit to their husbands. Mm. So you, if you have kids who are watching this, then what hopefully they see is the reward and the benefit and the joy of submission. Yeah. So not only are they learning because they are being directly charged with, obey and do mm-hmm. but they are learning because in some ways they are passively watching this yes. play out in front of them
0: 100 percent, and they
1: no longer view submission as something that is like you're not the boss of me mm. but they can see the joy and the benefit mm-hmm. in submitting and mm-hmm. in obeying and in respecting authority yes. i think it's so important i think about this from the perspective of being a wife. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong personality, mm-hmm. um, and 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 part of my personality. Is um, innate. It's something that is given to me by God. But then there are other parts of my personality that are shaped because of the dysfunction of having um, not had a father Mm -hmm. in the home. And Mm -hmm. so what I saw was just my mom doing everything, Mm -hmm. not making the connection that she had to do everything because she's the only one there. So I just saw her doing everything. And so from that observation, um, I gleaned that women just do everything. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you're not trying to hurt anyone you just are doing you know what I mean there's no one that you are accountable to like you just if something needs to be done you just do it you don't wait around you're you're not saying well let's check with dad or dad has a plan for this it is all you you taking charge you doing those things Mm -hmm. and you think about the effects of that on children and you just kind of like spread that out Across the country, mm. um, you've got a lot of brokenness that, in many instances, will not be realized until something else presses upon that. Mm. So, as to your point, maybe law enforcement, yeah. or in other circumstances, maybe they get married. Yeah. Like was the case for me. Yeah. You get married, and then you realize, no. You're not supposed to do everything.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and even in the context of having a job, yeah, you have to submit to authority. You have someone who's over you. If you haven't learned that, you feel like you're the boss.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's know? right. And, and you see submission as weakness.
0: Yeah, you see it as weakness. You know, and and man, just to speak on like legacy too, I, I had a, I had a couple conversations with some young guys who have children uh and they're in relationships but they're not married and god gave me an opportunity to encourage both of them man you 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 need to get married because one of the things that comes from that is your children see you know what it is like That's right. and they will want to attain to that they will desire that as well yeah but if they if what they're seeing is oh uh, you know just have a relationship with my mom and they've never been married mm-hmm. you know there's a high chance that they'll feel like well why should i get married
1: yeah it just seems optional right yeah
0: and i'll never forget um me and pastor joseph had a chance to go to a, a local boys and, and girls club mm-hmm. and one of the questions that pastor joseph asked the, the, the children were um, man, how many of you want to have children? Yeah. And all hands went up. Yeah. I mean, these are young kids. It's yeah. like seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, hands went up. They, everybody. And then the second question was, how many of you want to get married? Man, not one hand went up. Wow. That really impacted me. I was like, man. So that's telling me that what they are seeing or mm-hmm. have seen is not a picture of marriage because there's for me growing up in, in that type of environment where my mom and my dad was there, that's what I thought things, you know, were supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna be married, I'm gonna have children. It was and you know, and so if you don't have that in front of you. Man, there's a high chance that you won't feel like it's important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's directly connected to how we live and how we engage. I think that's so powerful, that illustration Mm -hmm. that you just gave there, because you think about how natural it is or how natural it was for these young kids to disconnect marriage (laughs) and family. Yeah. So they were saying, I want a family. Right. Right. But that is not that does not include marriage. Like right. marriage does not precede that. Right. You know, right. it's not from Man. the family that is the husband and the wife mm-hmm. and and the kids are added to that. Right. You know what I mean? They just saw the family as mm-hmm. what they were accustomed to. Yeah. And probably in if we're just being honest, probably just the mom. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, I mean, that's tragic. It, you know, it to really think is. about that. You know, we're having a conversation these days about privilege. Mm. And people talk an awful lot about certain people having advantages just based on the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we do is we do a disservice to the benefits of the institution of marriage mm. and what God has caused um, to be sort of like the flourishing that happens in the context of a marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. So
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: there's something called the marriage premium. Mm -hmm. Where If you have a husband who um, is working and this is interesting. So I was reading this report. This is a report out from like a few years ago. But this thing or this this phenomenon, if Mm -hmm. you will, called Mm -hmm. the marriage premium. And it's the name that economists give to the increase in husband's productivity Mm -hmm. and earnings caused by their entering marriage so for example married men make on average almost 30 percent more than their non-married counterparts in hourly wages Mm. now (laughs) think about that when we talk about privilege But we don't want to talk about the privileges that God gives when we uphold his covenant. Mm -hmm. We uphold his commandments, Mm -hmm. right? We say that marriage is honorable because God says that marriage is honorable. Mm. Um, In addition to that, when we start talking about um, outcomes and who's privileged and Mm. who's not, Mm -hmm. who's oppressed and who's not, Mm -hmm. well, a person who doesn't have to be oppressed is a person who comes from an intact family. Mm. In fact, there are more studies out there that point to the effects of a kid growing up in a single parent home. And I'll just share some of that information now when you talk about the fatherless effect. Children in single parent households are raised not only with economic uh, disadvantages, but also social and psychological disadvantages. For example, they are four times as likely as children from intact families to be abused or (laughs) neglected. They are much likelier to have trouble academically, twice as Mm. prone to drop out of school Three times more likely to have behavioral problems, much more apt to experience emotional disorders, Mm. far likelier to have a weak sense of right and wrong and significantly less able to delay gratification and to control their violent or sexual impulses Mm. Two and a half times they are likelier to be sexually active as teens mm. and approximately twice as likely to conceive children out of wedlock. Wow. wow. Now, listen. God is wise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> OK. Amen.
1: These things are not true because, you know, somebody went to mind them out to make a point. These things are true. Because when God sets a standard, mm. when we depart from that standard, we descend into chaos. Mm. So this is the natural outflow of saying to God, you're wrong. Yeah. We're going to just do it the way that we want to do it. So what's the safeguard for that? Well, the safeguard is being committed to our covenant. Mm. You know, there are oftentimes <laughs> that people will say, if for no other reason that you're going to just stay married, do it for the children. Yeah. Uh, I mean <laughs> maybe there's some support for that but I would say if for no other reason that you're going to stay married do it for the covenant. Come on. Do it because you stood before God and said that you would. Yeah. And so what happens then there was a certain type of determination I think that comes into place mm. that, or it comes into play that then as a result of that, you reap all of the additional benefits. Yeah, Your children yeah. will grow up and wow. be more successful. Your children will grow up and learn how to delay gratification. Mm. They will learn submission to authority. Mm-hmm. They will learn how to take commands, how to be respectful. All of these things become the built in the cake effect mm-hmm. of doing what God says.
0: Yeah, and I'm just amazed every time I think about you know, uh, God, the way he set things up. And when you even look in scripture, man, like it's it's a family book, like the the Bible, like it, it talks about uh, uh, even us being redeemed, being adopted into the beloved family of God, mm, that yeah. we are, you know, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Like th- these are all family. And so you see how important even through scripture, you know, that that there are benefits. To being a part of the family of God, the first benefit we get to be with God, Mm -hmm. you know, in eternity, Mm -hmm. you know, but we have brothers and sisters, you know, in the faith. We have all these things that are are ours because of Jesus Christ, our elder brother, you know, family. That's good. And, And we as the children of God. We reap the benefits of family. And so that's a picture of man in our families, Mm. like, man, our children reap benefits of being a part of family. They are developed the proper way by being a part of a a godly family. You know, they are uh, uh, their their personalities are shaped there. They have uh, esteem that is the right esteem, you know, when they grow up uh, in in families. And and I know that Uh, All families are not perfect. We have problems. Things happen. But man, it's the best thing that for a child to be in an intact family, you know, and God has set it up that way. And just the the connection from when we read the scriptures and see how God has built the family of God and to look at how that that's instructional for us in building our families Mm -hmm. is just awesome.
1: You know, I think very rarely um, when we are talking about um, marriages failing, are we talking about legitimate biblical reasons mm. for oh, a marriage to fail? Yeah. Um, often what we are talking about is just, um, and I don't want to say just so as to minimize that, mm-hmm. but often what we are talking about is a different type of failure, right? Mm-hmm. It's a failure to be humble, mm-hmm. right? A failure to, um, to show grace, a failure to connect and to understand that applying what the word of God says is vital to a healthy and successful marriage. And so too often, um, and I, I say this anecdotally, but too often what you have is you have people who are just like, you know, I just don't feel like doing this anymore.
0: Wow. Yeah. I just
1: don't feel like being married. And and I, you know, I often try to apply that to anything else in life. Mm. Like, You know, where else do you, you know, get to successfully say, I just don't feel like it. You have a mandate in place and you say, I just don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. Where else do you get to apply that without consequences? Yeah. So like, think about speed limits. And I don't want to oversimplify this so as to minimize the real pain that couples go through. All right. Marital difficulties are genuine difficulties, Mm -hmm. but often people get to the place where they're just like, I don't feel like it. So let's apply that to a speed limit. Mm. I say, I just don't feel like going that slow. Mm. That's 35 miles an hour. I I just don't feel like it. I'm tired. This is a crawl. I'm over it. Mm -hmm. I need to get where I want to go. And so I'm going to go 70. So then what happens in that context? Well, you're doing what you feel like doing, but there are real consequences. Maybe you're pulled over. Maybe you're ticketed. Maybe you're given a warning. But the point is that we have rules in place, right? And we understand these rules. We may not like them, but we understand them. We don't do that with the sacred institution of marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: God has called for one man and one woman to be married in covenant. And this is a picture of Christ in the church. So think about if we, you know, we get to this place and we're just like, eh, I don't feel like doing it. Well, there will be consequences. Mm. We, nobody breaks God's commands with impunity.
0: Mm.
1: Now, there is forgiveness, Right. There is forgiveness and this is God's amazing grace, but we must also understand that even though there is forgiveness, we don't erase consequences, mm. right? So for me, the effects of growing up fatherless were real yeah. and are real. I'm, I'm sure there's an ongoing battle that I have. I know for sure it was most pronounced when we were early on <laughs> married, you know, but, but what is it that we are saying when we stick it out? We are saying, Lord God, you are right.
0: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, for people that would listen, that would be in the same situation. That's the hope that Christ can change the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like so if you have come from a, a family that was broken, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a broken family going forward. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, because there may be people that, that that come from that context, just like y- yourself, you know, that may feel like so. Does that mean, no, you don't have to like, it it doesn't have to be a cycle. Yeah. I think that's a
1: great way. um, I think we should transition to that. Talk Mm -hmm. about um, the hope that Mm -hmm. is, you know, maybe you doing things differently than how your parents did it. Yeah. You know, I I think that, man, sometimes I look at you with our children and I have this sense of, you know, life is different for them than it was for me. Yeah. And there is a, there is a void that, Doesn't ever go away. Mm -hmm. Right. God's amazing grace allows for it to be covered in a sense. Yeah. Right. But I can never go back and be raised. Yeah. Right. My dad.
0: Right. And and that's the thing. You know, you can never go back and just change the -hmm. past. But there's always opportunity for the future. You know, and I think that's that's the hope that has to be brought up, you know, that if that was your context and how you were brought up that man have a like a mindset that man lord i don't want to perpetuate this i don't want this to continue on you know going going forward and if you find yourself in a situation right now and that you're unmarried and you have children and things like that it's still not over like Mm -hmm. god is a redeemer like that's right you know we Pull close to him, you know, because I, I want there to be a sense of hope. Because there, there is yeah. hope, you know, and yes, the standard, we don't lower it. That's like, right. It is what it is. The Bible out, out, outlines, you know, marriage, family, the context of children being born into, you know, uh, the marital covenant. You know, and we know that sin has marred this world and there are things that have happened. But even on that side of it, like God is still able to redeem. He's Amen. still able to 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 bring, you know, to completion what uh, how things are supposed to be. And so it's not like over. Yeah. But we do want to say, you know, and and celebrate the way that God has made it. You know, because in our society today it's almost like take it or leave it. Yeah, there's no fault. divorce and uh, and things that would would just show uh, a disregard for for marriage, you know, and the structure that God has uh, brought about.
1: You know, I think that's a really good point that you make. And if I could just make it quickly before we run out of too much time, I think it's so important for us to understand as parents that just because we miss it does not mean that we cannot point to God's standard. Yeah, I think too often parents will. Yeah, exactly. Like (laughs) my mom, you know, so here my dad left us, Mm -hmm. you know, he made the decision to walk out. Um, That led to a divorce. Mm. That was not my mom's desire. That Mm. was not how she intended things to turn out in her life and the life of her children. But one of the things that she would regularly say to me um, as we're growing up, growing up in this context of poverty Mm -hmm. and dysfunction all around us, Mm. my mom would say, I want you to understand that you were born in wedlock, that you were conceived in wedlock. Mm. She was trying to show a distinction, right? That this is, you are not just a product of some, you know, random loose living, right? Right. That God has a standard. And even though we were not living in that standard, that standard is still good. And I am so grateful for that because what my mom did was set me up to be looking that if children are to be born, they are to be born in the context of marriage, Mm -hmm. that even sexual activity is only placed in marriage. That's Mm -hmm. the context of Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. My mom kept that in front of me. And so I just want to say to moms and to dads who are listening just because there has been failure Mm -hmm. or there's been a breakdown in your own life doesn't mean that you are now disqualified to talk about that. Mm -hmm. The reason you are qualified is because one, the word of God is true, Mm -hmm. whether we uphold it or not, Mm -hmm. the word of God is true. And so we are constantly directing our kids back to the word of God. And then two, God has entrusted those kids to you.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you
1: have a responsibility that he expects you to carry out.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's that's a great word because, you know, your mom putting that standard before you guys is so important in in your outlook, you know, because yeah. you remember that to this day. Yeah, that that yeah. was the you know, what was pointed to. And we have that that that's part of my heart for this, that we would always point back to what the word of God says about marriage and about his design. That's right. His design for marriage and family. That's right. You know, and because w- if you listen to what the world said, they're going to try to say, no, mm. it, don't, it don't take all mm-hmm. of that. Like if you if you're tired, just get out. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you had enough. You know, some some better option comes. Just go go with that. Mm-hmm. That's not the way that God has no. designed this. You know, it's a covenant, like you said before. And we have to always go back to that. And so as we talk about the children, you know, being brought up in this context, I I believe that we will see a change in our communities and change in our country. You know, if we got back to like. Uh, uh, concentrating on how we raise our children and yes. making sure that they are in a godly uh, environment, you know, because like I said before, that spreads out of your house mm-hmm. into the community.
1: Absolutely. And man, you know, just to your point, um, I think that humility is required mm-hmm. when there's been a missing of the mark. Yeah. You know, um, I think repentance is required when there's been a missing of the mark. And then also a return to the standard that is the word of God. Mm. We have to implement all of these things. I want to tell you something. All of the studies confirm. Confirm what God has already said is true. Mm. Marriage is his design. He blesses that covenant. And if he chooses to give children. He blesses them in the context of keeping that covenant. Marriage is the game changer. All economic outcomes, all social outcomes, all psychological outcomes are positive for kids who come from intact families. That's the game changer. It's not skin color. It's not even (laughs) where you grow up. It is how your particular family is designed. And the best design is God's design.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been By Design, One Man, One Woman for Life. Great conversation about our children growing up in the context of marriage. Until next time, God bless.